0: This is not drill. drill. This is real. real. Get real. Get real with Ralph. You are listening to Get Real with Ralph. Get Real with Ralph. On AM 1050. WLIP.
1: Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live from the studios of AM1050, WLIP, Gurney, Illinois, Kenosha, Wisconsin. And simulcast live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and all across the world by going to our YouTube channel, GetRealWithRalph.com, that's GetRealWithRalph.com, on our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie or you can use your iHeartRadio app and tune in to WLIP, or just ask Alexa to tune in to WLIP, AM 1050. On, I I you won't walk away with empty Exciting night tonight after being locked out of the studio last week due to potential rioting and looting here in Gurney, Illinois. But fear not, my friends, not only are we back in the studio, but we have here in the flesh tonight the beautiful, magnificent, and talented Ivy Ford. So not only do you get to hear her on the bumper, you get to hear her live. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got something to say about what's been going on around the world the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to say the stuff that needs to be said that's what we do here and then we're gonna shift into a little lower gear we're gonna have a little fun so buckle up should be a fun ride
2: broken hearted too I know what it's like to feel broken and ashamed it's something I've been through so I to love a baby
1: to because we all love You know never have I seen America so divided. And yet I can't help the feeling deep inside me that this divide is completely fake and completely orchestrated by the radical political forces at work. You might be wondering, Ralph, how do you know this? Or what makes you think that that's the case? Well, if you take the news completely out of the equation, if you take all the politics completely out of the equation and you only focus on the people there really isn't very much that divides us. Yes, we have different ethnic and racial backgrounds and different life experiences that make us unique, but I really believe that we all have the same desires, the same needs, the same longings. We long the freedom, the freedom to live our lives as we choose so long as those freedoms are not infringing upon the freedom of others. Health. We care about the well-being of our families, our friends, our neighbors, and ourselves. Opportunity. Human beings long for the chance to be successful at something. The human spirit we have has been blessed with the inherent drive to pursue our own happiness. Part of that success is failure. Some of us have learned to be equipped better than others for handling failure, for taking personal responsibility for failure for learning from each failure that we experience in taking what we learned and applying it to the next opportunity. Security, who we all want to know that if circumstances be disparity or even from the ability to meet our own basic needs that there will still be a safety net that the least among us will still have the ability to live a dignified existence among us. Those who can't contribute to society in the economic sense Still have the desire to contribute to society, whether it be to the moral fiber of our country, to humanities, to the arts, to their families. And this security failsafe can help us help them to do so. These are the qualities, the, the desires that are bestowed upon us at birth. And those qualities and desires that we as human beings have, have also... Come along with bestowed rights to fulfill those desires we've heard all we've heard them all they've been enshrined in the declaration of independence life liberty the pursuit of happiness they're not given to us by other people they're not given to us by any other government they're not given to us by our government they're given to us by nature by our creator by our god while we don't all practice the same religion or have the same theology or even the same ideology most human beings on this planet believe that we were created by something bigger than ourselves and it is from that creation that we are given our rights so why is it that we have a nation that has those qualities and rights enshrined in its founding codified in the document that our system of government is built upon and protected by a system of government that gives everyone a voice, and we're still so divided. We have been through perhaps the strangest and most challenging period in history over the last six months, at least in the last 50 years. But on its face, it doesn't make any sense. First, we have the COVID scarathon brought to you by the news media and our foreign adversaries. We were told that we were going to face millions, millions of casualties if we didn't immediately lock down for two weeks. And then those two weeks became four. And we, for the most part, dutifully complied with what our experts told us to do, only to be scared. But as we went from four weeks to longer, and with some states and cities extending severe restrictions over the summer months and into the fall, we started to fall apart. Some of us protested peacefully, and people were arrested for violating stay-at-home orders. Law-abiding citizens peacefully protesting an overreaching government have been censored, publicly shamed, bullied, and even arrested. In spite of all of this, the conversation started to shift as we had some states open and others closed. We were being America, a nation of sovereign states, a nation with the fundamentals of self-government, where the possibility of overreaching federal control is resisted. And that conversation included comparing states and areas' policies with each other. Some good things come out of that because now your average everyday people can see the actual data, not a scientific model that only the elite or the privileged are able to evaluate, but actual facts that every American could see. The beauty in this is that if states had less stringent lockdowns and they started experiencing cases that overwhelmed their healthcare systems, that would be a cautionary tale to the rest of the states. And if they were very successful and their economies were doing well and there wasn't a spike, well, they could be an example for maybe other states to reopen. And it would be the people that would start demanding the same thing happen in their own state. The people would stop consenting to these overreaching rules. Because all government needs to be by the consent of the governed. I've given my personal theory right here on this show. But like any talking head, in the end, my personal theory does not matter. The facts will either prove or disprove over time. And if I am an intellectually honest person, I'll have to accept the result of the eventual facts. That needs to break both ways. But the people in power... Rule out of arrogance. And when the facts change change their approach, folks, they don't tell you, hey, we got this wrong. Let's try it another way. In the meantime, we remain divided, but we kept seeing glimmers of hope that this disease, this pandemic, would not end up being as bad as we all initially anticipated. That, my friends, would be good news for all of us. Yet it seems some people were just so invested in the doom and gloom scenarios that they just couldn't take it. And then comes the death of George Floyd. America will not soon forget that name. There is not a reasonable-minded person in this country that thinks that the actions of Derek Chauvin, that's the cop that kneeled on George Floyd's neck, was acceptable at any level. America was united, completely united on this immediately, without protests, without riots, without additional violence. We can all be proud to live in a country where everyone is united and denouncing the actions of and calling for the justice of what amounted to be a murder. We didn't see any experts on major news media justify the actions of these officers, not a cop, not a politician, nobody from even the extreme right or what they call the alt right or the extreme left or anybody representing the middle of this country was accepting of this. So how did this issue come to divide us? I'm going to tell you how. The most powerful and wealthy in this country, as well as our foreign adversaries that have financial interests in our country, want a leadership change at any cost, even at the cost of lives. Now, regardless of where your personal political beliefs lie, you have to see the danger in this. You have to understand that to the most radical, the hardcore socialists who want to control everything, to those people... Tactics used to cause crisis and divide us have been comp- contemplated and used for years across this country. In 1971, a political theorist and community activist, Saul Alinsky, wrote a book to be used as a handbook for starting revolutions. The name of that book is Rules for Radicals. Look it up. I have read this disgusting piece of political smut. Everything in that playbook is being used against all of us, all colors, creeds, and religions today. The goal is to constantly cause crisis, constantly divide us so that the powerful can come in as our saviors and seek greater control over our lives. The name they're using this time, George Floyd, to institute riots and revolt. It's shameful. In Alinsky's book, he calls for violence and chaos as a weapon against society in order to break down society so that a better utopia can be built. As he says, the ends justify the means. Dozens of people have been killed and hundreds of people have been injured in the name of George Floyd. Good Americans like you and I are being told that we are guilty of George Floyd's death too. And we can, we, we can repent by taking a knee. This poison is being spread not by ordinary citizens who have concerns with our police, but by radical anti-American groups who prey on the poor and whip them into a frenzy. This is one that was easy to accomplish because of the pent-up energy from these lockdowns. It was the perfect powder keg, the perfect recipe for disaster. But this has been going on for generations America's youth in the 1960s rightfully protested America's involvement in the Vietnam War. They were sick of losing their classmates, their friends, their brothers and sisters, losing their lives to a war in a faraway place for no good reason. They too had their peaceful intentions and protests hijacked by radicals, the likes of the Weather Underground and other fringe groups that worked to turn the protests violent for the same reason they are working to create violence now. Violence creates fear Fear creates compliance. Do you know what else fear causes, especially when combined with ignorance? Racism. The very people behind the riots, these are the people bringing pallets of bricks and putting them in the path of the protesters, providing molotov cocktails, starting the vandalism and looting simply to get the impressionable young minds to follow them so that we and old white people mistrustful of each other. Well, I'm not buying it. Not by a long shot. One of my favorite recent authors is David J. Harris. He wrote the book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent, One Man's Battle as a Black Conservative. David put out a Facebook Live post in recent days, and I think that what he had to say is worth listening to.
0: Disturbing to me, and when I say to me, I mean as an American first, then I mean as a member of the black community. I'm seeing people, white people, that are getting down on their knees and asking for forgiveness for nothing that they ever did wrong. It is disgusting. Now I understand so many people out there in the white community, You wanna say, I'm not a racist. You feel this guilt. You feel guilty over the color of your skin. And you feel guilty because the mainstream media and black folks want you to believe that oppression is your fault, that racism is your fault, that all the injustices that black folks have ever gone through is your fault. Well, they are wrong. They are dead wrong. You don't have to feel guilty for anything. If you're a good person, If you're somebody that treats people with respect, with dignity, you care about your family, you care about others, you may not even see color, all of this is just totally foreign for you. So many messages I'm getting from people that say it's foreign. I'm I'm not a racist. I've never looked at people like that. That is the majority of America, friends. Yet we've got a mainstream media that is hell bent on creating racial division in this country and it's disgusting. It disgusts me, and it's sad that so many good people out there feel the need to say, I'm not a racist, and I'm sorry for my ancestors, and you are actually getting down on your knees in front of black folks. Friends, those black people are racist. I'm just going to say it like it is. They are the real racist, and you don't cow to the racist of any color. You don't go along with anything they say. You don't agree with anything they say. You should just high step yourself away from anybody of any color that says you need to do this to me because of the color of your skin. You better just walk away, feel confident to walk away, keep your head up high, keep your shoulders back, and you understand that you are doing the right thing. It is disgusting to me. That in this country, the greatest country in the history of the world, with the most opportunities given to all people, including the black community, that there are black individuals out there that feel so bitter inside for, them, for their own issues. People got issues. Maybe they dealt with one person that was racist. Maybe they dealt with a couple instances. Maybe they dealt with a racist cop. That doesn't mean all people are racist. That doesn't mean all people owe you an apology. That doesn't mean all people need to be uh, on their knees begging for forgiveness. If you're somebody out there that thinks that you have the right to demand somebody get on their knees and ask you for forgiveness, you disgust me. You got some real issues. And it's not with any person on this planet. It's with yourself. You hate yourself so much that in order to make yourself feel better, you gotta make somebody else try to, make, uh, try to applaud you. That's what's really going on, no matter what color. But right now I'm talking to all the black folks that think it's their duty to make white people feel beneath them. That is racist. That's the definition of racism. You're being racist. And you need to knock it off into the white community or anybody that's felt guilt on behalf of the black community. Forgive us. I didn't do it, but I'm going to take the blame. Forgive us for we don't know what the heck we're doing.
1: A very emotional exchange. And again, that was from David J. Harris. And, uh, I, I could tell that he's hurting. And I think a lot of people are. And I think that reflects the sentiment of a lot of people living in this country that don't look at race when they're determining who their friends are, who they want to love and marry, who who they're going to work for or work from, who they're going to hire, who they're going to be friends with. Good people are just accepting of other good people. I really feel that it is a real small minority of people that are really trying to set the narrative, that are trying to cause pain, that are trying to divide us so that they can have power over all of us. And we shouldn't take the bait. We should Another one of my, my favorite podcasters and people that I listen to, Candace Owens, gave her take on this and it made me think when she said that although we should be insisting on seeking justice for George Floyd, given his record, given his criminal record, it's dangerous to make him a martyr. We should be focusing on justice because justice needs to be served. The people who are responsible for this need to be punished. But when it comes to celebrating lives, we should be celebrating the lives of people that are more worthy of having their lives celebrated by a country, by a grateful nation. And in that spirit, I would like to celebrate the life of a couple of heroic African Americans who have who've died recently. And the first one that I want to talk about is Officer Breanne Leith. Officer Breanne Leith was an Indianapolis police officer who responded to a domestic violence call and she was recently shot to death. I want to read her obituary on the air. Brienne Rochelle Leith was born December thirtieth, 1995, in Hinsville, Georgia. She is the daughter of Tom and Jennifer Leith. At a young age, Brienne accepted Christ into her life. As a born-again Christian, she returned to his loving arms. Brienne graduated from Southport High School in 2014, where she served as captain of the dance squad. She had a passion for public service. After graduation, following in her father's footsteps, Brianna enlisted in the Indiana Army National Guard. As a member of the military honor guard, she participated at the funerals of veterans and active duty service members. We extend to her the same solemn dignity that she accorded them when she saluted them and paid them their final respects at their grave. After receiving an honorable discharge from the military, Brienne became a correctional officer at Indiana Woman's Prison and was featured on the television series, Women Behind Bars. It was at that time that Brienne resolved to pursue her lifelong passion of becoming a police officer. She joined the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department and graduated from the Academy in 2018. She served with the department for two and a half years. She was the middle child by birth. Middle children are thought to be envious, the least bold, the least talkative. That was not the case with Brienne. Like her mother, she was direct and outspoken. Like her father, she was generous and inquisitive. She was a leader. She was a veteran. She was a police officer. Brienne was the embodiment of civic duty, compassion, loyalty, and respect. Brienne was a glowing light. Her infectious smile and contagious personality brightened every room she entered. As a police officer, she bridged the social and cultural divides within her community by her positivity, her integrity, and her commitment to the safety and well-being of the people she served. This community grieves the loss of their friend. Brienne loved to sing and dance. She enjoyed spending time with her family and friends. The family extends a special thank you to Brienne's significant other, Charles Parker, with the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. It goes on to say who she was preceded in death by, and of course, talks about her funeral arrangements. That is Officer Brienne R. Leith, born December 30th, 1995. Her final watch was April 9th, 2020. There's a person whose life deserves. To be celebrated and with that another individual who I want to pay homage to is David Dorn David Dorn was a retired St. Louis police captain who was killed after responding to a pawn shop alert during the riots he was 77 years old and he responded to an alarm at a pawn shop owned by friends Throughout the night, the St. Louis Police Department made 25 arrests for various charges and there were 55 businesses in County that were burglarized and had property damage. One of those businesses Captain Dorn, who retired for 38 years there as security. During the looting process, David Dorn was exercising the law enforcement that he learned. He was a fine captain who had been well liked and looked up to by many of the department's younger officers. Doran was killed around 2.30 a.m. Tuesday, dying on the sidewalk in front of the pawn store that he was providing security for. Those are the people that we should be celebrating. Find a way to peacefully call for the changes that we want. Yes, we have problems in our society. Police officers are a cross-section of society. That means that while many of them are good people, no matter how stringent the screening process is, no matter how much bureaucracy and red tape and testing you do, you're bound to get a bad apple. Derek Chauvin was a bad apple. He was proven to be a bad apple time and time and time again as there were complaints of excessive force and violence, and yet the mayor, the police chief, The district attorney in his town did nothing about it. The police union and the power of the police union kept him from being reprimanded. This isn't a political issue, ladies and gentlemen. That mayor is a Democrat. That district attorney, a Democrat. The police chief, a Democrat. And it's the Democrats who want to seize power by using police violence as a weapon to divide us. Think about that the next time you vote. And we're back here in the studio at AM 1050 W L I P. Get Real with Ralph. Your host Ralph Nudie here. And not only do you get to hear in the bumper music here, but here she is talking to you live. The wonderful, the beautiful, and the talented Ivy Ford. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I
2: oh there we yeah there we go
1: there we go Here Welcome. hi everyone <laughs> how Hello? are you ivy
2: i'm i'm good i did uh i was in the sun a lot today so i'm i'm sun-kissed and, and relaxed so that's a nice thing
1: <laughs> always good to get a little sun oh yeah yeah you got that like golden glow about you there right yeah? yes
2: yes for sure
1: so how have you been surviving the uh, the lockdown? I mean, it must have been very difficult for you. You haven't been in here, I don't think, since we started the lockdown, have you?
2: No, I have not. Actually, the last time that I was on the show, it was when we were still in Kenosha, Pleasant Prairie. And, um, you know, since then, pretty much, I haven't been, you know, performing live or anything like that. And Lou, in an attempt to kind of have an alternative uh, situation, I started... Doing live streams actually from <laughs> usually my bathroom because the acoustics are nice. Kicking it old school, um, so I was doing usually Wednesday or Thursday nights. I'd do an hour-long live stream from my bathroom and just me, you know, mostly playing blues. But some nights I'd switch it up a little bit, and and it's been really cool because I've gotten a lot of positive response, and I, I I've reached been able to reach out to a lot of fans and and new people that you know they're not ones to come out. To see live music per se for whatever reason, so they've you know they've gotten to to hear me and whatnot from the comfort of their own home, and it's been nice because since it is in real time, when people comment you know while I'm streaming or whatnot, I can I can respond, which is a whole lot easier than trying to do so in 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 a loud bar or something like that you know, so um so it's been good. But I will say that this past weekend, this past Friday and Saturday, my my band uh, we had a show up in Oshkosh. At Omero's Public House, which is a, a kind of an Irish brewery style. And it was a parking lot party. So we were able to perform live, but keeping it safe, social distancing. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I had a solo show in Vernon Hills, Illinois at um, Real Urban Barbecue. So again, outside. And they only do curbside pickup and, 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 and takeout and things. So it was almost like a drive in. Type a type of situation when I was I was playing, so it felt good. It was like riding a bike. i ain't gonna lie. It, it was it's nice. It's nice to have
1: actual eyeballs on you. I'm sure again because yes, doing and I've watched a bunch of your live streams as yeah. you, as you know and shared them and and mm-hmm. it's been it's been fun, mm-hmm. but it ain't as fun as, as the real deal.
2: Yeah, I mean it is, and especially a couple different facets. One, you know, for me playing music, that's my professionally uh, profession full time. So. You know, and I on average, me and me and my band guys, you know, we would play anywhere from from two to to four gigs a week on on the regular every every week on end. So to have that completely go to a halt, that's a total schedule and and agenda change. and, And, you know, your daily daily routine, it's a total switch, which, you know, when you're used to doing something that's second nature, when someone tells you that you can't do that anymore. Whoa! Try and not lose your mind. Not to mention, um, you know, again, it is my 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 well-being and 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 whatnot. So that puts a damper, um, you know, financially, just like with everyone else. Um, and then, yeah, we we enjoy it, and like you said, having like live eyeballs with you and that energy in a room, it's definitely hard to to kind of. Uh, recreate that on your own or just looking at a screen so yeah like you're, I said, you're, you're looking at those nice. numbers and it,
1: it's almost yeah. like the more numbers watching maybe you kind of get that feeling kind of, yeah i will but,
2: say though the more i did i don't know if this is a good or crazy thing or what it says about me but the more i've done the live streams the much more comfortable it's been for me to kind of talk to myself basically <laughs> so you know so I it's good practice yeah 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 i have my own little party even if no one's watching
1: <laughs> and uh, you've been busy with with your mom helping make masks too correct well
2: I um you know I just say I, i'm I, I kind of just look over thing I'm quality control usually I'm just sitting with a glass of wine and and they're <laughs> you know providing the good jokes and, and entertainment but get the word out there and then we actually did some Ivy Ford logo um, masks which was cool and, um, and 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 yeah helped out with you know I guess diff- different things, if need be, or just clean up. I don't know.
1: <laughs> now, how did that come to be that your your mom started making masks? She just saw the need and started filling it, or yeah. some of the idea. Or
2: well, my mom's always my mom's always sewn. Uh, well, my mom's always been creative with everything everything from from fine art to jewelry making, sewing, and things like that. She actually, when I was um, growing up and performing, she would always make my costumes, things like that. You know, theater, and she was always one of the drama mamas that would help. Uh, make, make our costumes or whatnot. So she's always, you know, sewing is, is, has always been a thing of hers and she has a good eye for. Her. And I can't remember, I can't really pinpoint out the first time, you know, the first mask she made. And I can't really remember why she did it. Cause it wasn't like this aha moment per se. I think it just maybe, you know, when in the news and media it was kind of recommended that, okay, we should start wearing masks and these are the kinds that you should have or shouldn't have. And then no, they're not working at all or, you know, whatever she goes, well, let me, you know, I have nothing better to do. Let me see what this is all about. And she kind of finagled her own pattern for it, made a couple and, and put it out there. And then people just kind of jumped on it out of necessity. And, you know, it was at one point she was having like 20, 30 masks a day, you know, and it was hard for her to keep up in which some other friends of ours and my um kind of like my, my sister-in-law my brother's um significant others she jumped on the bandwagon uh got a sewing machine secondhand my mom showed her you know the ropes a little bit and she started making her own and then another young couple that um is our neighbors our neighbors they did the same thing my mom showed them hey this is how you do it and they you know took to it like fish fish to water
1: which is great because in the beginning, when all this happened, there was a huge shortage. Yeah, because there, there, there was like mania around. and
2: hysteria, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So yeah, it was it was really great. It was definitely you couldn't have timed it better. That's
1: There's, for sure. <laughs> there was a lot of confusion about mm-hmm. the whole mask wearing thing. You know, in, in the very beginning, the CDC was saying don't wear a mask; it's not helpful at all. Right. And then they completely did a one eighty and said everybody has to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And. It seems like everybody has an opinion on it, one way or another. Right.
2: Yeah, everyone's got it. You know, I mean, why do they put? in? okay, this is a perfect example. When I'm, when when I when I perform, or when I sing, um, if I'm not bringing my own sound system stuff, I still always bring my own microphone. Of or, course. Yeah. Or yeah. the whole concept of having a uh, uh, they actually do call them like a spit cover on microphones. Of course. Uh, hello. You know, so that's like just one of, it's a very small, wasn't as detrimental example. But as far as, you know, some people with their really harsh opinions of, well, for, it's, it's uncomfortable, these masks, and I feel silly. And But, you know, or they argue, well, we don't even know if it really works. Yeah, but we know for sure that it's not going to hurt, quite honestly. So, come on, just be a team player. Well, Let's just do funny it. Funny
1: you should say that.
2: Okay, lay it on me, Ralph. No,
1: there, are, there are studies out there that show that if you're constantly wearing a mask, sure. that it can actually cause some health problems.
2: This is true. That's why it's good. You know, it's in the yeah. same vein of like changing your underwear every day.
1: Right. right. And so <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a mask. Um, opponent. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not necessarily a mask advocate.
2: I'm not a fanatic over I'm it. I'm mad. not. Yeah. I'm not
1: mad at people for wanting to wear a mask, and I'm right. not going to call them names and all that. But I'm right. not mad at the people that don't wear one in the regular course of their day either. Mm-hmm. When a business wants me to, because they mm-hmm. want to make their other customers Absolutely. feel safer, yeah, I'll do it for that business because that's their. Why? You know, cause that's,
2: it, yeah, it's not going it, to. It'll. It, it well, how do you say? It won't inconvenience you not to any more than it would inconvenience them to do so so come on just it's a
1: minor inco- it's a very minor inconvenience don't
2: cause a problem and especially these we've been so blessed with nice weather these days in the midwest you ain't gonna be inside nowhere for too long anyway
1: but here's the thing that kills me yeah when i see people walking around by themselves outside mm-hmm. with a
2: mask yeah that's a little crazy and again you know what i mean it's almost like a status priority, symbol it could true enough and now getting with my mom making masks and things like that and the cool fabrics and stuff that are out there. It's, it's starting to be a new, you know, accessory. I will admit my mask is polka-dotted. So, hey, I, you know, I'm not I don't surprised. mind sporting it. Exactly.
1: I'm not surprised at all. Yeah,
2: yeah. And again, if someone's walking by themselves outside, it, do I think it's kind of silly or maybe overkill? Yeah, but, you know, hey. Or well, how about when you
1: see people driving in their own car? That's a
2: little on. funny, yeah. I that mean, I could see if you're doing errands and, you know, going in and out and in and out, it's easier. Just, you know, keep it up.
1: I for that from my sister-in-law who is... Um her significant other is mm-hmm. a, a younger doctor. I think he's doing his internship right oh, okay. now. Yeah. And uh, what she said is that as soon as you mess with that mask, you completely ruin its effectiveness. Right. So he leaves his house with a mask and he does sure. not touch the mask. He does not take it off. Yeah. He doesn't do anything to he gets into the hospital. And then sure. if he scrubs in or whatever, he might change it, put another one yeah, on. Yeah, that makes sense. And so he just wears it from the time he gets home. From the time he leaves the home, right, back to the home, and in his case as a medical professional, I completely yeah. understand. Oh, well, it's like part of a process. uniform. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely.
2: yeah. yeah I, I get that. Shoot. Well, and I got, I have like my my mask always stays in my car or my. I mean, I'm usually one that's driving and traveling, so it's usually always in my car or on my purse or in my purse. Um, you know, and I don't necessarily take it in my house with me and like air it out that way. You know, for this yeah, similar reason. So that that makes sense.
1: Now it seems like you need a mask and riot gear, though. That's. Uh, uh,
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Hopefully
1: everybody calms down a little, takes a breath. I hope We need so to give too. each other more love. Absolutely. You know, there's wh- so
2: much white. There's so much negative white noise out there. And I'm not saying what. Oh, man. I, whew, I'm not saying white noise to <laughs> cause any.
1: That was cute. Sh-
2: snow. Snow and static. There we go. Snow and static out there that is, you know, unfortunately, it causes a lot of distraction from the actual problems at hand that people are trying to find some solutions for.
1: I, I just don't like innocent people being hurt right. because somebody was hurt unnecessarily. Yeah. You know, th- this man was it's killed. Not a- it's it's, it's complete it's, crap it's, that it happened. Yeah, and if it's
2: not helpful, it's not and, helpful it, to and, hurt if, and if it's people. hurtful, like my biggest thing, my biggest thing lately I've been using as a hashtag is let's be heard, not hurt. You know, amen. And and that goes to you know. There's no. It's one thing. It's one thing to express how you're feeling, you know, and being tactful about it. It's another thing to express how you're feeling and really talking at people and not and and not to them, you know. You and you catch more you catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. So come come back down, you know.
1: I got to say <laughs> to the credit of most of the people who were marching in Kenosha last yeah. week at this time, and mm-hmm. we had to cancel our show because right. Of it. There was only a few real troublemakers.
2: Yeah, I've been really i been well and I'm I'm in Waukegan, so which is right you know, right next door and and, and it's been, been the same for the most part. Most people have been um pretty pretty assertive but not aggressive. And that's, that's, you got, there's, there's a difference. There's
1: a huge difference.
2: Yeah, and, I, I, and I've and i seen in Kenosha, there's been a handful, like at least three or four since last Sunday, protests and rallies that have definitely been, they've been assertive. You know, you're hearing them, but they haven't been, um, they haven't been aggressive. And I think are more productive than now. which is And awesome. the few
1: people that stepped out of line the, the, the there's Keno-
2: always some bad apples in the, every the group the Kenosha man.
1: police did a really good job of just keeping it moving Yeah, and I know that a couple of arrests were made but compared to the number of people that were there really, right. it really wasn't that bad they, they did some smart things like taking all the garbage trucks and dump mm-hmm. trucks and putting them around vital assets
2: yeah the same in Waukegan as well and I yeah. thought
1: that that was a I thought that that's important. I mean, mm-hmm. you you have to give people the space to say what they want to say. Yeah, and, and, but you and also can't be up. no
2: dummy either. So just again, being assertive and mindful, but not overkill and and aggressive and and violent. You know.
1: Did you see that social media video that went viral where that young man ran with the case of water and gave it to all yes, the top standing there? Yes, I did.
2: I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was such I a sweet w- move. Yeah, and I thought it was so cool because when you first when it, you know when it first starts playing, unfortunately, the first thing that comes to mind is oh sh. Oh man, what the! F- oh yep, man, yep. you know, and you get all what's what's going on, and then it completely diffuses that 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 fear and anxiety, and it's like, oh, oh, so it, it you know that's a great example of of just take a breath real quick before you jump to conclusions.
1: Yeah, it is. It think is. Think
2: before you talk. Think before you take action. Which, hello, we learned this being young kids. You know, and, and you learn it in preschool.
1: That an act active kindness is always more powerful than yeah, active violence. Always,
2: absolutely, absolutely. And is it that way because, unfortunately, we're conditioned to not expect that. And that's a whole nother. You know, it's sad that that tends to be it, tends to be the way. But
1: I found it sickening that the media kept replaying Mr. Floyd's death. We already know it's out there. Yeah, we again.
2: already know it's out there. There's enough negativity that's it's, being magnified and glorified. And, and, um,
1: I don't think his family deserves to watch him die on TV Right, and amplified.
2: We've already, we know what's going on. We know what's out there. Okay. We've assessed the situation. We've, we've, you know, put our, our, the problem out there. And then now let's start looking at a solution. Stop, stop replaying and beating a dead horse over it.
1: We've had American countries and they've filmed it and they've put it out on social media. And there's always been this policy that you don't air a film in which a human being dies during that film. Right. And so they would go and they would get it down off of YouTube or wherever mm-hmm. it was. And if you go look online to try and find a soldier being beheaded, yeah. you won't find it, even no. though even though it was put out there by the terrorists. Yeah. Because it's just wrong.
2: Yeah, it's wrong. And it really, it's a, it's a way to, I think it's a very good way to try and desensitize humanity, which is, we, are, we have no problem right now. With being desensitized to ugliness, so there's no need to glorify it anymore.
1: Yeah, I, I'd much rather be. I'd much rather talk about things that hold us together. Yeah,
2: and again, that's not saying that's not ignoring. No, what needs to be changed. It's just it's just taking a different route and perspective. Because clearly, this you know the way we're doing now is um, hasn't been the most effective. It's been reoccurring and again like on repeat, but nothing's changing. So. You know, it's like the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Hello.
1: <laughs> Hello.
2: <laughs> just, just keeping it real. <laughs>
1: well, you got to keep it real. Yeah. I mean, what you know, what else can you do?
2: Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So, yeah, this has definitely been a interesting time.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting time on a lot of things. And what's even more... Uh, even more interesting, it's very like it's ironic and not hypocritical, but ironic that this day and age, and not that it hasn't been before, and there has been people um, uh, of of of, of multi-ethnic uh, backgrounds and stuff. But this day and age, there's so many people. What? Well, no, I'll say this: growing up, for, so I I said it the other day. I had a video I posted. Um, I'm I'm black and white. I'm mixed. Okay, <laughs> so. Uh, Hello. And there's many other people like myself that, you know, both my age, some a few generations older than me, some a few generations younger. We're living, breathing examples that we're all human and it doesn't matter your color. Like we're all the same. You can procreate, make wonderful people and skin color doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, And you can be technically genetically one race, um, but your genetic makeup can look completely opposite of what's, you know
1: we live in prime. For when, the most part, it, we live in a beautiful country. Yeah, and when I was growing up, it was
2: cool to be to, and it still is. It's cool to be mixed, mixed up, and and have a lot of stuff going on because it's it's neat. It's neat, man. It's cool.
1: A, a lot of it just depends on how you look at your own set of circumstances, absolutely, and what you do with it. And you've yeah. you've always tried. You've always done some positive things with your circumstances. I've yeah. even seen videos of you when you were a child, and they were sure. All, they're cute. I'll say that.
2: Oh shucks. <laughs>
1: so you're gonna play something for us before we go to the first break?
2: Yeah, I'll play some. I'll play something real, real flippin' uh, fitting. And again, it's asserting to what's going on, but it's very, very appropriate, and no need to to beat the uh, beat the negativity into the ground.
1: Awesome. Here she is, ladies and gentlemen, Ivy Ford. I see. We yeah. end with it every week, that one there. I love Hello. it. <laughs> Hello.
0: Hello. 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 Hello.
1: Always a good one to end with every uh every week. And yeah. uh it's a great message. There isn't enough love in this world.
2: No, and it's not gonna hurt you too bad, so there's no excuses.
1: I've never heard but, about anybody getting hurt by well, I guess there's lots of love you, songs I mean, about a, getting okay, hurt. Okay, by.
2: as of everything, there's a way to flip some things to you know for your own motivations. But generally speaking, Love don't hurt. And if it does hurt, it's not real. So <laughs> oh man. All right.
1: All right. Or maybe it'll only hurt for a minute if it's real. And that and then you know it's real.
2: No, I don't know. Whoa, now we're gonna getting- I swear it's only water in that glass. I promise. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And there
1: we almost took you straight to the gutter. Well what are you gonna do? <laughs> the studio AM 1050 WLIP this is get real with Ralph you're listening to Ralph Nudie in with our special guest this evening Ivy Ford how you doing Uh, Ivy
2: I'm good hey hey hey
1: you know the song this is right
2: how could I not of course I do
1: okay now tell me how many seconds in does he come in with
2: it was the third of September that part I don't
1: know man I just enjoy it three minutes and 14 (laughs) seconds (laughs) I love this song. It's one of my favorites. Oh, man. It's a good song to come into because you got plenty of time in the bumper before they start singing. So you can. I, I know that I could put that on. I got a whole three <laughs> minutes before they start singing. Well, that's something you only oh, know when you're good, messing around on oh radio, no, that's right?
2: That's a good thing, Ralph. Or no. oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm only joking. That's a good song, though.
1: Still one of my favorite songs. Yeah. <laughs>
2: mine too. Mine too.
1: Yeah. My. um. We used to call our grandfather Papa, and my dad would always sing Papa was a Rolling Stone just to be funny whenever we start talking about him. You
2: know, oh, one of those okay. things, so
1: that song got stuck in my head as a child. Oh, and
2: sure, yeah, it's yeah. It's
1: been in there ever since Rattles Around, and every once in a while it comes back out during the show.
2: There you go. Well, it's a good one to get stuck. I am.
1: Good influence when it comes to music. Oh, yeah, for sure. Talk about a, a group that evolved in style from the beginning to the end. The Temptations were just... Whew,
2: yeah, well, and as far as music goes, I think any good good musician and artist, you know, you have to be able to evolve a little bit. You know, I'm not saying, you know, completely change your stuff, but, you know, switch it up. It keeps you relevant. Have you listened?
1: You know. you've been listening to any new stuff since you've been on lockdown, like for inspiration, listening to artists you hadn't listened to before or anything like that? Um,
2: let me think. What have I been listening? Because I have been listening to a lot of music lately. You know what? Okay, guilty pleasure. I have been listening to. I couldn't name like the actual titles of anyone's songs, but that one artist names what? Dua Lipa? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Um, I I like I like her. Um, and then actually I've listened to like a lot of old 90s music, Like one one hit wonders, the the wallflowers, uh, save save tonight by um, was that Eagle Eye Cherry or something or Cherry? Yeah. <laughs> What the heck is so funny? That's an so obscure funny. one there. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, all across, all across the board. And listening to listening to stuff.
1: What about writing? Have you written anything new since oh, the lockdown? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I have a lot of actually. I had had started writing some material before the lockdown and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, I I've written some some a couple full full songs since the lockdown and. You know, now I'm going to be telling all my secrets, but hopefully, when you know, as time time goes on, and hopefully we can get back, me and my bandmates can get back into to regular rehearsals and maybe some studio time. We'll be starting on yet another album of mine. So really, hi, ah, yeah. Is,
1: and what is the theme of this one going to be? Or don't, I can't, can't tell you tell you me yet. yet?
2: I can't tell you all my goodies. Can't give them all
1: away. Well, no, but I have to at least ask.
2: Um, let's just say, um. I don't know. It's definitely going to be more of like a love and life album, I guess. More, you know, love songs and things, good and bad, that way.
1: Of course, when the lockdown started, I discovered the Black Pumas, Ooh. which, uh, of course, yeah. we, we talked because I got us, you and whoever you bring along, and my right. wife and I, some tickets to see them at House of Blues on August 27th. Yeah. You think that show's going to happen still?
2: You know, it's a far, I don't know. August is, we got some time before August, so, I you know, at, shoot. And at this rate, anything can happen. There's some some uh, you know new news briefs that's like on a day day by day basis with some rules and regulations. So who knows?
1: Yeah, who it'll knows? be it'll it'll be interesting. But I, but I hope we get a chance to see yeah. it. You know, I know for you. Normally, you're always playing. You don't get yeah. a chance to go watch music as much. So this
2: is true. This is true. So that, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd
1: double be cool. date night with Ivy for one. Oh world. snap! We'll have to uh, we'll have to like have a run up to it and have you come to the show like the <laughs> Sunday before, and then we'll have like a we'll have like a double date recap the week after. And...
2: Oh, but like you know, I don't know if anyone who, if you watch. Who
1: are you gonna bring us a date? We could do a win a date with Ivy. You hey, hey, hey! No, you got a You got a man. That's right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I do. I've had I've had one for a little bit, but keep, you know, as a, as someone that is in the public eye, I usually keep that stuff to myself just because but I made exception um, recently actually uh, last night and today. So, but you know, if the price is right, I can no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding.
1: Girl, you're uh, going to get yourself in trouble. I know.
2: <laughs> oh boy. I'm just joking. It's all good fun. Good fun. That's
1: all. It is all good fun. Now I find that different moods bring on different songs that you yeah. kind of got saved in a playlist. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you're depressed, what's your what's your go-to? We got to listen to something when you're depressed cuz you feel like staying depressed a little longer so right. you gotta you listen gotta, to a depressing song. It, you got to simmer in it. What's your wallow wallowing depression song?
2: Um one of my favorite ones is love song by the cure but then i like adele's ha ah, but then i like adele's cover of love song by the cure so first what i do is i listen to the original and then i listen to adele's and then i go back to to the cures version so that's probably one of my favorites um
1: i was one of those weird kids that liked the cure a lot i thought they were i love used, yeah, yeah
2: i'm a huge fan and then i also love 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 and actually i i don't know if this this might make me sound crazy which is not all that inaccurate. Um, I listen to it both when I'm like in a really good headspace, and then when I'm not is Sam Smith's Nirvana. Ooh. Do you have you heard of that one? Yeah. Yeah, that's what. But oh! I haven't
1: thought of it in a while. Yes,
2: that is on all of my playlists. Like I say, I listen to it when I'm in a good mood. I listen to it when I'm in a medium mood, and listen to it when I'm not in such a good mood. I just like it. It's, it has so much, so much emotion, so much angst, and so and who doesn't? Love listening to Sam Smith. Well, oh, 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 fight me on that one. You,
1: you, you, but, yeah. Sam Smith kind of lights you up. I see you there. Mm-hmm. You got a little. You got a little crush going on there.
2: I don't know. Not so much crush. That it's a music, music crush. crush. Absolutely from one musician and 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 songwriter and and performer and as you know as a vocalist and stuff. I just it's it's I love it. I, it's I'm a huge huge fan. And I actually like a lot of his. I like his mainstream stuff, but I like. Um, you know, the stuff that you don't hear, you know, or um, his one song, I think it's called Lay Me Down as well.
1: Oh, I love that one, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, but well, that got some that got some hype in media, but it's not, uh, you know, most people know him for the, was it Stay With Me song? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which yeah, that's but, great, too. But yeah, there's definitely he's he's much more multidimensional than that. Yes. You start hearing that when you start listening to some of his other music. Absolutely. So what are you going to bust out for us as brand oh, new? Oh, shucks. Oh brand, shucks. Brand new. brand new brand new. I want to hear I, some I want I want you to take I want you to take the package off of something new. Take here. the
2: package off like, yeah. I don't I don't
1: have anything uh, that, new. That's what we have over here when when you come to get real roll you Oh my god. You got the unpackaging <laughs> going on. <laughs> I'm trying to make unpackaging sound yeah, effects. I don't know if that's okay.
2: Oh man. Mm-hmm. I don't does it have to be does it have to be like new, like something that people don't usually know I play have I done have I done any any um Oh goodness! Have I done any Bob Marley on here before?
1: You have not done it here. We've oh, done it over at the space, but let's do it at
2: the space. Yeah, don't mess it up, Ralph. If you start to sing and you mess it up, I'm throwing something at
1: you. I, I'm I can duck, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm already so short you probably can't even get over this thing oh, at me. Look, I,
2: I know. Oh gosh, I'm joking. I'm I know just, you are. I'm sassy today. It you was are. all that sunshine, all that <laughs> vitamin D. I just soaked it up. <laughs> You know real quick though I'm going to do rhythmically. I don't know if people know but um the Fugees did their re- rendition of this Bob Marley song and when they play same same exact way except for a few of the words were changed and their groove was just had a little more urban or, uh urban city city beat hip hop if you will or something like that. More rhythmic. So You want me to
1: take the, You want me to take those top notes in the harmony there's I'm Oh,
2: can you take those top notes? I think I can.
1: I got a good falsetto. We'll see.
2: Okay, more power to you. <laughs> your tears, I say All right
1: i'll okay. wait to the very end oh, on that no, one you
2: were too bad i'll take that well, i'll allow it
1: i stayed out of it most <laughs> of it I, I had to stay out of less it. you were just doing it. so good yeah oh, less shucks. is more but that was just uh oh, thank you. it's one of my favorites
2: mine too i'm a huge uh bob marley fan i'm a huge reggae fan in general but yeah bob marley yeah
1: have Ooh, you ever watched that? the uh the long documentary they did uh about bob marley it was on i think it was on netflix mm-hmm. originally yeah,
2: but, yeah, I have. It's been a while, but yeah, I, I yeah, I watched
1: it. I loved when they um they took the um I'm trying to think, the um stone that the builder refused. Oh yeah, yeah. And they played it for um for his relatives from his estranged father's family. Because I don't know if you mm-hmm. know the story about Bob Marley. Well you do if you saw it, but his father was a wealthy White mm-hmm. construction company owner. That's right. And he was a illegitimate child, so his yeah, father shunned him and course, just didn't because even acknowledge he was brown? him. Yeah, of course, which is wrong.
2: It's weird.
1: And um, but
2: he Bob Marley wasn't causing no violence and things. No, he was assertive.
1: He was so. very assertive.
2: Hey y'all, listen up, take some notes.
1: Amen <laughs> to that.
2: But I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> no,
1: good stuff. And so he always felt out of place in Trenchtown because yeah. they, you know, they treated him poorly sure. because he was white, and of uh-huh. course. But he was he was a black Jamaican at the time. There was a very small aristocracy of white people running Jamaica. They didn't right. they really didn't have f- even free elections yet. This is yeah. about the time that it started to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the the irony is that he became much bigger, much bigger than this wealthy family that he came from. Yeah. And so they tell the story of him singing the stone that the builder refused, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they played it for what would have been, I believe it might have been like his half sister. Sure. And uh, she just—they just showed yeah. her weeping as she was yeah. listening to it. Yeah. And I thought that that was a really powerful thing—that uh, the the most famous Marley of all, the person that put the name Marley on the map, mm-hmm. was the stone that the builder refused, the right. son that was cast away from from the family. Go figure. Uh, but I also read his book <laughs> *Catch a Fire*, oh, uh, I the biography about him. And the man just lived such an interesting—he had a lot of kids with a lot of women. I don't know if you
2: know. Yeah, about. yeah, it happens. It was a. <laughs> I played the fifth on that one. I have no. <laughs>
1: the amazing thing to me was what a forgiving heart Rita Marley had about it.
2: Yeah. And uh, she, takes, uh-huh.
1: she basically said that was just Bob and who Bob was. And if it, to love Bob was to understand that you weren't going to control that. And yeah. uh, she was just happy to. And, and I'm sure that she was putting her best foot forward and it had to be crushing during the time. Yeah. But, I mean,
2: that's her. she had to do what she. I can't say I would do that. I don't think I don't think it's right.
1: I know my wife wouldn't.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't think it's right. But you know what? If that worked, clearly it was a city, you know, it worked. It well, worked for them. Well, and if it worked, he for was someone, larger, I think it was
1: just that he was so much larger than life. They
2: heard nobody. They you know, don't shut Yeah. you
1: know. And and look how talented his kids are.
2: Yes. Yes. And that that's really cool to see um to see, you know, generational um a talent like that be be passed on. You know, cuz it, it that's not always the case. Just cuz you got a, you know, musician parent don't mean that you're going to be a musician too or just because you got, you know, my my dad was a was a star athlete, you know, that could be a lot of pressure on on the offspring. If that's Absolutely. You know. So it is cool though when that does happen. You,
1: you got, got more you got more Marley in your head. No, hat?
2: more Marley. No. Let's... I no, I was I was going to get I was actually going to um I was down tune, and I was gonna do some some blues stuff. All right, online. well
1: let, let's go for it. We we got time for one right before we go to the break, and then we'll uh, come back, and it'll be all Ivy.
2: Oh, all me. All Ivy. Okay, let's see if I.
1: How, much, Raiders, how much time we got? Yeah, till, till the song play the song, we'll go to the break. <laughs>
2: Uh, That's close enough, that's close I guess. (laughs) never done that song like that little dust my broom by the great mr yeah. Elmer james
1: good stuff yeah and we'll have more ivy ford right after the break
2: True. I got a boy I know just won't be. True. Says he loves me, but he don't do a thing. I tell him to. No, we don't shake his money maker. He don't shake your money maker. You don't roll his agitator. You he don't shake his money maker. You don't shake it.
1: His... Ah, oh, I mean, shucks.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Good stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was another Elmore tune called "Shake Your Money Maker. A who tune? Elmore James.
1: Elmore James.
2: Yeah, uh, very popular Delta um, Delta blues. And
1: it's been thing. it's been covered by it's mm-hmm. been covered by quite a few rock bands and stuff over the years. It's yeah. probably one of the more fun songs to do out there. Oh gosh, yeah. It's I almost called it a blue standard, wouldn't you?
2: It's a, yeah, 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 it, yeah. You're right. It is. I agree. yeah
1: so when do you start going how many of your dates are coming back do you have any dates that got rescheduled that were previously canceled (laughs) Nothing.
2: most of my reschedules are not until 2021 unfortunately Um, like I said this past Friday and Saturday uh, we had two shows one that actually was never scheduled and I picked it up and it worked out and then one that had been scheduled for some time and I thought was going to cancel and didn't Um, and, but then now moving forward, there's nothing, you know, most most of things that are planned are pretty much, um, you know, a, a kibosh until otherwise. I will say I, I do have some things, you know, pending come the fall, and hopefully, you know, we'll be in a place as a society to keep those dates. But as as of now, I don't have them. Um,
1: I have much. a feeling all this mass hysteria will be gone by the end of the year.
2: I think, oh, I think it'll still be there. I think we'll just, um, I, how do you say? I think the new way of life and figuring out, okay, what's our new normal and how do we operate definitely will be, you know, because I'm already starting to see it now yep. in a good way. Yeah. You know, now that
1: things have opened back up, yeah. I've noticed that they're open, but they're different.
2: Yeah. For and sure. that's okay.
1: And it is okay. You know, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of people being largely irresponsible. I really right. haven't.
2: No, me neither. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that will continue to be on the upswing. There is a few yahoos out there still that want to be close talkers and tell me secrets. And I'd be like, hey, I don't know if you got the ronor or not, or you may just have bad breath, but back up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking but the... <laughs> of
1: places reopening, on yes. Thursday, this Thursday, oh, yeah. the 11th of June, we're going to be doing a live 262 Eats episode at Rustic Road Brewery in downtown Kenosha. So... Head on down to Rustic Road at 6 o'clock PM. Everything will be properly social distance. You'll notice that they have less tables inside. They have a few extra tables outside and uh, that the bar stools are are spaced a little further apart than they have been before. But we are gonna be giving away free Rustic Road 262 Eats t-shirts while supplies last, while people show up there and, and I'll be there. And uh, we're going to be giving away 262Eats loyalty cards that you can use for discounts at Rustic Road as well as dozens of other restaurants throughout the 262 area and across the country. So if you're looking for something to do on Thursday night at 6 o'clock p.m. uh, from 6 until about 9, check out Rustic Road Brewery. We're going to launch the episode at 7 o'clock. And so we ask that anybody that's there shares it live while we're broadcasting it. And uh, if you do that, then we will um, r- handsomely reward you with one of our really sexy-looking 262 Eats T-shirts. And uh, that is my uh, my promo for the evening. And uh, with that, we've got more Ivy Ford here. And uh, I can see she got a song in her head, and she's <laughs> getting ready to just spit it right out like it's nothing.
2: All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> This morning, better find my shoes. people tell me singing that one well yes you, you,
1: you sounded like you were just loving every. you were feeling it i can yeah, tell you I were on good. fire tonight i felt good yeah
2: <laughs> i haven't done it in a while and i had a little taste friday and saturday so now i'm like yeah it feels wonderful so
1: yeah, it's good to have an audience, even if it's a live audience of only two. Me and right are yeah, sitting back here just enjoying everything. Yeah, everybody. but
2: you all are quality, you know, so it's it's quality over quantity, so it's good. That's it's one of the coolest cool.
1: things about doing this show is like getting a private concert every week, you know what I mean?
2: Oh, I'm sure, and the whole, the, 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 how do you say, the, the diversity that you have, of I, all you know, I, it's I, neat.
1: It's so, I, I, I love bringing music to people and bringing mm-hmm. different styles, but we yeah. just keep bringing, you, you're almost like a, a regular on the show now, you're ah. like, I don't mind. I, I don't I don't mind either. You're, you're like a, yeah. you're like a, I don't want to call you a sidekick because that diminishes you too much because you're, 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 but well, it's you're, better
2: you're... than a side piece.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm, gotcha.
1: Wow. 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 Y'all didn't
2: know I had jokes too. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> oh,
1: well, man. that would get us both in an awful lot of trouble there. This is IV. true.
2: This is very true.
1: So. So you I mean, got any songs about side pieces?
2: Uh, what? You gotta have a song
1: about loving on the side. I know you got one. Loving
2: on the side. Yeah. Um. She brought it. You know what? I. What is that? Wait, got me. She brought up side
1: pieces. Like there gotta be a song Um, for that.
2: I don't. I don't have a song that's strictly just a song about forbidden love.
1: Love you're not supposed to have. You gotta have something like that. Tainted love. I'm surprised you didn't do a a blues version of Tainted Love yet.
2: Oh. Sometimes I. Yeah. I'm gonna have to learn that one. (laughs) Oh no! I broke a string. Okay, it's all right. Show must go on. Oh, dang! This is live.
1: Breaking strings, L- ladies and gentlemen. Ivy is Breaking Strings is live on the radio.
2: I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna play the rest of the night uh, on slide, but you know, some some other people. So is that what you do are doing?
1: you bust a string? You go right to the slide?
2: Um. Well, no, not necessarily. But I was trying to get back into standard tuning here. Um, and it busted, so I
1: just. Well, you know what? You got we too. got a break we got to go do so we'll go to the break. When we come back, you'll be good to go.
2: I'll be good to go. We we'll shall see. All
1: right, sounds good. More Ivy Ford right after this. And we're back here in the studio with Ivy, and uh, so uh, <laughs> tell us what happened before we went on the break there. You you broke something? Yeah,
2: so I right before we were went on the break, I was getting ready to play a little bit, and I, I done broke my G-string.
1: You broke your G-string.
2: Yeah. That's a guitar player joke, but it works. <laughs>
1: and it was yes. actually real this time. It
2: was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was real, Ralph.
1: All right. It was real, real. Ivy's, <laughs> <laughs> Ivy's breaking G strings and oh, getting real man. here with Ralph.
2: Yes, yes. So, but and you had asked me if there's a song about I don't know, forbidden love or bad, love. what you know, love that. Yeah. Hurt, love, loving her. I did not write naughty this. Naughty love, song.
1: naughty, naughty, naughty. I'm love. not
2: gonna say we're not gonna. love. I don't know if you want. I don't know. Um, this, is a, this is a blues song and another Elmore James tune. It's, I don't mean to be on an Elmore kick, it just has happened that way. You said you heard it, almost lost your mind. The man you love, he heard you all the time. When things go wrong, go wrong with you It hurts me too You love him more When you should love him less Why pick up behind him And take his mess When things go wrong You better put him down. about loving someone that ain't loving you back even though they probably should, but yeah.
1: Who wouldn't love you back, Ivy?
2: Well, I you know, crazy people.
1: I of guess. course. Only cra- <laughs> only crazy people would not yeah. love you back.
2: If they don't, they got bigger problems, I guess, that I can't fix. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it must have been a lot of fun playing with the fellas on oh my gosh, Friday yes. night, huh?
2: Yes. And actually, um, we had done, I had done a live stream from the Kenosha space in, was it the second week of May or something like that? Yeah,
1: Backyard Dream Studios did such a good job of videoing it. It was such a um, classy production.
2: Yeah, in which uh, my regular drummer Dave Axe and hey was playing but willie roush my normal bass player um he had some family stuff he was taking care of so my other great buddy a uh, long family friend him and i kind of grew up grew up together in, in the music business in some ways so to speak um a good friend mark rogers who actually he um he settled down a little bit and has a bar and grill out in silver lake wisconsin called benders yeah, which is is open and, and operating and stuff, and uh, one of my favorite clubs to play when we were playing. But he actually filled it on bass guitar. He's a, a, a really fantastic uh, regular guitar player and band leader. But uh, he, you know, he he did me a favor and and um, played bass for me then. So even more so this past Friday when I had Willie and Dave together, it was like yes, it's like putting on your favorite pair of jeans. Don't read into that too much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It's
1: yeah. I I, I knew what you really meant, but when you said "don't read into that," it was already at the tip of my tongue. Oh yeah. What's better, your favorite pair of jeans or a new pair of jeans? Um,
2: I you know that's a it depends. It depends. Wait, oh no, here it is. Better is your favorite pair of jeans, but then a new pair of leggings. That's that's what it is. That's the rules. Those are the rules.
1: (laughs) All right. And with that, we got time for you to give us one more. Okay,
2: let me see if I can do this. I've never played this song on slide, and I sure as heck haven't played it. Um, Indeed. But time to shine, little mama, don't let no one do you, dear. Time to shine, little mama, don't let no one do you, dear.
1: Gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. The wonderful, talented Ivy Ford. Thanks for tuning in to Get Real with Ralph. (laughs) And uh, we will see you again in two weeks. We'll be gone next Sunday and we'll be playing a best of, but we'll be back in two weeks. Take it away, Ivy. (laughs)